0: If you'd like to further support Illinois media and what we do for the culture, here are a few ways we can use your help. Follow us on social media, download the Illinois app, and subscribe
1: to our YouTube channel. Just search Illinois with a Z. You can also buy merchandise or you can lend a helping hand by donating a one-time or monthly contribution. To donate, visit illinois.co backslash donate. That's I-L-L-A-N-O-I-Z-E dot
0: co backslash donate. We thank you for supporting what we do because without you, there is no us. I understand that we've been trapping all day. I understand that we've been robbing all day, but one part of the day you gotta cut on Illinois Radio. You're now tuned in with Illinois Radio, with your host Vico, Illinois Jones, and Pretty Riot. Turn your radios up and spread the noise.
2: It's your girl Pretty Riot, and you already know it's that time we bring you some of the illest guests from around the city and the globe. Right now, we sitting with intellect.
1: Yeah, yeah I've yes, been forgetting sir. that we're supposed to
2: clap on that part.
0: Yeah, how you doing, brother?
1: Hi. Man, I'm blessed. How you favorite? How y'all doing? How you feel? I feel great. Uh, I'm happy to be here. Thank you guys for having me. Thanks so, for stopping
0: good. by. So can I explain like how this interview happened? Go, go right ahead. Take, so take go in the me. beginning of the pandemic, right? The panoramic. Yeah, the beginning of that thing, right? I had, uh, you know, the Versus thing was just being fresh. <laughs> right. Fresh. So everybody had their own version. Did you battle him? Oh, of course. <laughs> <laughs> did you win? Oh, of course. No, you feel cow. me? That's
2: clap. No. Okay, <laughs> tell me more about the Versus. You feel me? What artist did y'all Versus? He's
0: Wayne and Fab.
2: Who had Wayne?
1: He had Wayne. That's a body. You know that. Look, look at her face. That's he a body. He didn't play the right Wayne no, songs. Because
2: I was on Clubhouse and I was witnessing the Wayne versus Kanye battle, and the person, no, that, that, the, the person that was playing Wayne songs was like, "Look, he missing because they wasn't picking the, the right, right songs." songs. <laughs> it's,
0: it's about the Wayne. It's songs. about your selection. He didn't pick the right Wayne songs. Yep. Did it, you play
2: "Ask Them Hoes"?
0: Nope. No. Oh, I did goodbye. Not. The playlist is on Illinois. Yeah, it is. Oh, Man,
2: might the, I might have to, I
0: might have to
2: go get, I mean, go, <laughs> He's <a get> high. <laughs> <laughs> I might have to
0: go engage in some recreational activities. But, that. but then after we got the battle off and we,
2: so how did that, I mean, okay, not to move you we're not going to skate past that. Like right. that's just normal. So how did y'all, so do y'all, okay. Y'all know each other in real life? No. Y'all friends?
0: Well, not I people? found out that cause I, I have a habit of going through like my Instagram, like from my first, very first post and he was commenting under the shit and liking the shit I was doing when I was interning for Windy City. Facts. And I'm like, yo, dude, you have been following me for a long time. You been, you been <laughs> rocking with me and showing love for a long time. Like, what is it that you do? And right. he was like, oh, I'm a rapper. And I'm like, you could have been told. to He never sent me no music or no tag me or anything. So I just thought he was just a cool person. So I'm like, yo, whatever I could do to help, let me know. And he was like, well, when it's time, I'm going to let you know. And he came at me, like, a year later. It was like, I got a project coming out. I'm like, say less. And we here. Man, we here.
1: That's a fact.
2: I can say that. I remember talking to you in the DMs before. Yes. And I'm like, that was when I was telling niggas not to DM me.
1: (laughs) That was a long That was time. a no, oh, yeah. you kind
2: of caught me on before I was receptive to people, because I'm like, honestly, y'all are overwhelming me. <laughs> like, it wasn't like you personally, it was just like too many people, and I'm just like, oh my God, it's a link to submit, like stop asking. Me.
1: Well, this is the hottest show in Chicago, so, you know, everyone's I trying get to that get that up now. here, you know? I get that nah, but yeah, for real. It's just genuine love, man. I feel like that's the key, just showing genuine love and seeing people who's passionate about what they do. Yeah. I can resonate with that. So,
0: And that's what really
1: pushed me to, like,
0: oh, he been showing sure Junior would love to me. Right, because, I mean, you said he has been
2: s- in tune with you since you've been on Wisconsin. I had dreads. Right. So that was a long time ago. I'm not going to yeah. try to. I'm 2016. I cut my dreads in 2016. Wouldn't go, I wasn't going to put this time <laughs> Okay, so I want to know more about you then. So if you've been working with Jones since at least 2016, when did you start making music? How did you get your influence? Like, when did mm-hmm.
1: music start for you? Well, music originally started for me uh, when I was younger. So I was doing a lot of poetry. I was writing poetry to get the girls at the time. So I was, you know. Are you a poet? No, 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 no. I'm not. You're the poet. I'm like, I'm a
0: poet. I'm like, I'm a poet. What was your
1: go-to poem for the chicks? You know, it was Roses Are Red, Violets Are Blue. You a bad
0: bitch and I love you. Hey.
1: (laughs) Something along those lines. But I was like in third grade. So it was something like really basic. But that's what I was doing to try to get the girls. And then I ended up going into band. So I was playing a lot of instruments. I was playing the trumpet. I dabble with the piano, the drums. What was your all favorite? I don't
2: want to cut you off. Oh, what was your favorite instrument to play? Because I lucky was in choir and I seen band in high school, See? so like, yeah. I played the flute for a little while, but it was like because we had to like for a <laughs> test. So like, what was your favorite instrument to like pick? I, I ain't gonna say favorite uh-huh. if it was forced, but like, mm-hmm. what instrument did you take to the most?
1: I say the trumpet. I want to be like Cold Train or something. I was just, you know into stuff right. like that. But uh, yeah, that I quickly grew out of that. Like, do I you like, feel
2: like that expanded your musical palette? And like now as an artist, like when you think about yourself now as an artist, do you like kind of pay homage to a bit of your musical background through how you? Because I mean, like most people don't play instruments, and I think nice. music with actual instrumentation is rare, but it's dope as fuck to me. So, like, do you feel like that has some type of impact in how you maybe choose your B selection or how mm. you decide to flow?
1: Yeah, I definitely think uh, the B selection for sure because instrumentation and arrangement I think it really helped me with arrangement hearing all the instruments together and band and practicing okay this comes in here building up and things of that nature and being able to kind of read music now now you can put a music sheet in front of me I ain't gonna know what it says because it's been so long that was like seventh grade but at the time I could see that that built me up to where I am now so where when I hear a beat I can hear a certain thing like man a sax would be dope here or horns would be dope here or let's Take it out during this part and add it in during the chorus, so the hook, something like that. So those are really uh, my influences. And then from band, from there, um, I think in eighth grade I put out my first freestyle to uh, put on. Oh, eighth grade put, you was GZ. starting now. Yeah, too by Jeezy, oh, no. <laughs> that was my first freestyle. <laughs> you remember it? Terrible. Words? No, it was terrible. Like it, I had a camera, was, I held it next to the my Now my thing is this: like, was, was it strength. really
2: terrible or was it good for an eighth grader? Is it terrible uh, now because you looking back at it, grown, or was it like dope for an eighth grader? Because like. I used to be a summer camp counselor, and I used mm-hmm. to hear some of my kids, you know, get their little raps off. Right, I'm like, right. for a ten year old that don't know much about life, you like right, that far, right? Right?
0: Right?
1: So,
2: was you getting off as a,
1: as an immigrant? I think at that time, I was really into Kanye. We mm-hmm. speaking of influences, like Kanye was like. The one, Chicago, he different like He ain't on no streets, so, you know, whatever So I was trying to be like him too much Where I'm singing like I got auto-tune I ain't got no auto-tune, you know, you beating your chest Singing it <laughs> to a fan and stuff, you know what, <laughs> what I mean? I was doing too much uh,
0: that, uh, I would back, pay so much, money. I, <laughs> pay so <laughs> that, much money I would pay so much money I've never
2: heard that, I've heard the man. singing into to the fan But I ain't never heard the, uh, uh, the beating on I'm your chest Let me see what we have. <laughs> that Hey. <laughs> the kids today will never know about that. Man, so, you know, we didn't
1: have auto-tune like that. That was like a, like that was a dream. Extreme. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? We couldn't do that. So from there, uh, I kept dabbling with it. But I would say in uh, college is when I took it serious. Because I went to college. I went to uh, Western Illinois University. I was a freshman. And I popped out here and there. But I found myself like, man, I just enjoyed being locked in and creating music. Like, I get the most excitement and joy in doing that. And I think that's when I started taking it serious around 2012.
2: Okay, so you, you entered Weston in 2012. Yes. So do you feel like it was easier for you to build a community on a college campus opposed to if you would have just been in the city?
1: Yes, I do. I wouldn't say easier because I think it depends on the city. Like for Chicago specifically, I think being in the city more community, I feel like once we see your face and we can put a name to the face, <laughs> I feel like you get more recon- uh, recognition from that. So. I would say that but in college I was around like a did lot you do shows
2: and like cuz I went to SIU so mm-hmm. like I was in the organization where we put together open mics so like mm-hmm. I don't know about the culture of that at other schools but did you guys have stuff like that at Western where you would be able to you know like I said create your own community like these yes. people come out and they actually fuck with my music based on me performing whether it's once a month or every week or whatever
1: Yeah definitely so we had a couple of open mics uh I remember I, I won with this one song I had called BIG it was uh, it was like kind of a little cheesy song but at the time it was just like catchy like kind of reminiscent of Kanye a little bit of J. Cole Kendrick a little Drake like singing influence into it but at the time it, people really liked it gravitated towards it and I won some talent shows so that's when I kind of knew like hey I can actually kind of do this like people you know they're gravitating towards it they're looking at me as like hey that's the kid that can rap hey that's the kid that makes good music so at that point that's when I really said okay I'm a, I'm gonna take this serious and kind of use college to kind of learn more about the business, network with people that know about the business. And, uh, yeah, and that's when I kind of fell in love with it.
2: Yo, what's up? It's your girl, Pretty Riot, and you are tuned in to Illinois Radio. And as you know, we live every Saturday from 4 to 6 p.m. Right now, I'm sitting pretty, you know, starting some riots off the jack here on Illinois Radio. (laughs) Before the break, we were sitting down with intellect. And I have a a question that I've been waiting to ask you. Like, honestly, I should have asked it first. How did you get your name? Because I ain't going to lie. Intellect is not the most interesting name. You know, like people think intellect and it's like dictionary. You think the smart kid in class. So like what made you pick that as your rapper name, considering that that would be so much different from the little this, little that, you know. So what made you choose your name?
1: Ironically, you kinda gave the answer in the oh, damn. question. Shit, I'm it was really sorry. just about being different, like really standing out. I mean, that's something you hear in LA. You don't pick ha- rapper. Do you,
2: okay, so do you have an abbreviation with your name or is that just your Instagram name?
1: Nah, that's just that's my name. The uh, RFG is uh say like what I'm rocking. Uh, what does that mean? Cause, okay,
2: because I didn't want to be like, I hope I'm not leaving something out. So no, what no, no. does RFG mean? Because I know that's a part of IG name.
1: Yes, it means uh, Recognize Future Greatness. It's actually my company. I do clothing and you. stuff like that. Okay. You know, so Recognize Future Greatness. Uh, my grandma called it Reaching for God. So either, either hey, one you okay. want to do, you know what I mean? So, but uh, yeah, Recognize Future Greatness. And Intellect, I just wanted to be different. I feel like my music kind of speaks on my perspective. So I touch on my views and my point of view on certain things and I feel like it can relate and touch your intellect and I really want to challenge you to either think feel um interpret understand something different so I feel like intellect stood out and then when I was rapping one day back in the younger days after the put-ons and stuff like that uh I said it's intellect the name you can't forget and I just stuck and I feel like it kind of turned into a life of its own where I kind of
2: kept that mantra. So
1: what was your name before intellect? Ooh, yeah, I don't even know if i say saying. Uh, it was uh, a... <laughs> no, go ahead and get it off on Illinois. Radio. It was a uh, KOS. Oh, no. Nah, what yeah. that be Kings of Swag. So that's <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm glad you're <laughs> it. Kind of, you know? Imagine it being 2021
2: and we'd it be like, Kings yeah, we sit swag. down with Kings of Swag. We <laughs> just call them KOS. Yeah, I would definitely yeah. call you KOS. I wouldn't even ask you how you got to KOS if yeah. I knew it was King of Swag. Nah,
1: Kings of Swag, That was that was terrible. You know, that's back when I was wearing the the shutter shades i oh, went the that. double polo
2: you was dressing like Kanye. Yeah. wow i can lucky you see it i, I never see
0: in. nobody in I the hood
1: with a shutter shades but i can
2: see him dressed like Kanye. i was
1: all the way in i had the shutter shades i was on the rosewood when he was wearing suits i was going to school dressed up like i was all the way in. I would love to see some high yeah, school pictures. I burned bro. all those. You can't find. It. I deleted Facebook. MySpace, gone. I was just yeah. about to say cuz Facebook went gone. Bro, when you get rich, <laughs> it's going to come back uh, yeah. up. Yeah, it's going definitely. It's going to come out, but I can't wait. Hey. So, I still was handsome so it don't matter. <laughs> <laughs> oh bro. So
2: what have you learned about balancing music and fashion?
1: Mm. That is a great question. Uh really, I feel like it kind of goes hand in hand, especially in Chicago. Like I feel like our culture is kind of based on fashion, music and it kind of go hand in hand. We have a lot of prominent fashion places, a lot of prominent fashion people that have I think in my opinion has changed the culture and the music that's not even a conversation. Of course, like we've shifted everything. Okay. In my opinion, we we've, we've done that. I so I, to me, music is my main focus. I would never call myself a fashion designer or I'm creating anything uh that it's like of that nature. It's just really For me, merch and a brand that can empower someone. So our mantra for RFG, Recognize Future Greatness, is be great. So I want you to wear this and feel like you're great in whatever you do. And you can be great in whatever you do. So really, that's kind of what I'm trying to do. Kind of like obviously I'm not comparing myself but kind of like the marathon with Nipsey God bless it did you know something like that it was kind of like a, more of a movement than it was like fashion and clothing right. of course it grew into a line of that, that right. but initially it's just like hey this is what I it use it was more
2: so like a lifestyle exactly
1: this gotcha. is what my lifestyle is RFG being great recognize future greatness claiming it speaking into existence and truly believing it and representing it in everything you do.
2: Do you feel like it's weird pushing something so positive considering that the media kind of does push the like the opposite like we've talked about, you know, I'll break we talked about how we feel like your sound may be like this or that but right. like do you feel like by you pushing such a positive message that it may like hinder you a bit because you're not necessarily riding a wave?
1: Uh, I don't think it will hinder me necessarily, but I do think it will be the narrow path. I already know, and I kind of accepted that, that it's going to take people to a, a while to catch on. But I do think the message that I'm bringing is not so much like super positive, super happy-go-lucky. Really, it's more like just a positive outlook and kind of... It's positive inspiration it's still, it's yeah. still
2: like reasonable it's, yeah, not like, it's reasonable it's not to the point where it's just like so positive that it's like
1: yeah it's not so positive where it's like man this is kind of corny or this yeah. seems like kind of not authentic because I never want to come off where it's like hey I'm happy hey I'm the standard of good like because I'm not you know definitely flawed definitely have a it's lot of about your, it's about your truth yeah it's just my truth and I just feel like I speak my truth and the truth of others that people tell me what I see the environment and my thoughts on it and my perspective and my intellect, you know, no pun intended. But, you know, that that's really where it comes from. And I, I, I know and understand that it's going to be a harder road, but I feel like it's kind of worth it. I feel like it's needed. I feel like balance is kind of needed, you know.
0: It seemed like when you were starting your uh, your, your rollout for your project, mm-hmm. you uh, COVID hit. Yep. I wanted to know, like, uh, what, what changes did you have to make during this whole pandemic? Cause it seemed like at the time you was coming out, you was, you build up the resources to where you needed them to be. Yep. And now finally you about to release it. Then it's like COVID hits. Hit. Like what did COVID do to you as an artist? Like how did it affect you as an artist?
1: Man, COVID. That's a great question. COVID really halted a lot of things I had planned specifically on the visual side. I had like built a budget up to where finally I was going to be able to do a bunch of videos but we couldn't get any venues, obviously, because everything was closed. So it really just made me go back to the drawing board and think, what are the best ways and the most effective ways to be creative, keep people engaged? You know, especially during this time, it's a tragic time. People are, are passing away. People are getting sick. I mean, people didn't know what was going on. There's a lot of hysteria, confusion. So, I mean, it, it really just challenged me to be more creative and tap into that and keep working. So during that time, I really focused on making the best project I could. And I feel like I did that. And I feel like I went in and made the best project. And I feel like it was divine timing because honestly, before COVID, I really didn't have an idea of like my team and who I wanted to work with and trust with my vision. During COVID, I found those same people who were still trying to work and be on that during that time. Right, And then, I mean, we're still in COVID, but kind of things are opening it up now. I feel like now it's like the perfect time and I'm right in stride. And I feel like. The type of music I make is going to be good to to listen to, coming out of COVID, if that makes sense. So,
0: like, what I want to know, like, have you done any shows before COVID? Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, I I was doing show. I was doing a lot of like open mics. I was like heavy in open mic scene. Like, I remember I had printed out a list of like every open mic in Chicago every day of the week, and I was hitting every single one every day of the week, like going at like nine, ten, eleven o'clock and going to sleep, going up, going to work, doing all this stuff.
2: Do you prefer to do, because I'm an open mic person, so mm-hmm. I enjoy that intimate vibe. So do you prefer, you know, getting your shit off at open mics, or do you prefer to perform at an actual show where you have a set?
1: Uh, preferably a set, because with my set, I feel like I have more freedom to be creative. Like, I'm a guy that likes visuals accompanying me. I like to have, like, a theme and... Um, you know, a storyline. You all
2: the stops. you rolling that all Right,
1: the stops. yeah. And that's really what I'm big on as as an artist is really into, um, you know, storylines, themes. And so definitely doing a show is, for me, more fulfilling. But open mic, I feel like it's a challenge because 9 times of 10, unless you're a regular, they don't know you. So it's, so it's so like it's getting them test. to catch their by. Yeah, nearby. it's a good test to mm-hmm. see, okay, this, will this work in this setting? Will this work in this setting? And I feel like kind of like we hear comedians talk about all the time, like I got to go on the road and build this material and work it out in little small hole in wall places before I bring it to the stage. So then I can say, OK, this song will work better when I get to the show. When I get to that crowd, so all right.
2: okay. I got a random question. Mm-hmm. Have you ever performed at an open mic and you felt like you gave it your all, but then the crowd, like after you got done, the crowd was like very non-responsive. Oh my
1: goodness, absolutely. I, I how, do, mean, how do
2: you <laughs> overcome that feeling? Because I because it's like because one thing I know about Chicago crowds in general is that like Chicago people will be fucking with you, but mm-hmm. they we're not. We don't necessarily know how to show it, you know, in that right. moment. Sometimes, like, unless it's a, a very mainstream song that we know the words that we're going to turn up to, mm-hmm. then we show it. But, like, how does it feel knowing that you've been in spaces and you gave a great set, but for motherfuckers to not, like, you right, know, like, show you how much they just fucked with the song, even though you can tell afterwards. Y'all was like, this shit, y'all was rocking me.
1: Right. That's a great question. Um, I would say, really, it's just reminding yourself uh, to keep giving it your all no matter if one person is paying attention or locked in or if the whole crowd is locked in. And I feel like if I can win five people out of 25 that's here, that's a win to me. I mean, like, to me, that's what I look at it. That's like, five new fans. That's five you. new. That's really what I was trying to do. And, and then I also have learned that know your crowd, know your audience. Like, I remember in eighth grade, um, I was doing an open mic. I was doing, like, a performance at the school. And at the time – at this open mic, it was like a totally white crowd. So I decided to do like a super black power song, which nothing wrong with that. But it's like super black no, power. I'm, I'm,
2: I want you. I want to make the white folks uncomfortable. Like, so I applaud you for doing. I that. had
1: like pictures of slavery in the background, like saying like, "Yo, this is what we dealt with." And I'm here, you know. So after they're like, you know, clapping all like, what? The, uncomfortable it's, it's, because, you know what I mean but at the same but at the times like man if I would have did this I have this pop record I could have easily did i know they would love it so it's really just kind of knowing your crowd filling them out and like even going to you know, figuring that out. But you left.
0: You left a piece of you with them. Yeah. They, they gonna know that forever. Yeah.
2: Exactly. That's what I'm like, is that an instance of knowing your crowd or is that an instance of pushing your limits? You know what I'm saying? Because it's easy to perform a pop song for a crowd of folks that you know gonna receive a pop song well. Mm-hmm. But I think it's different when you go into a space where it's just like, I'm gonna make you guys a, I don't even wanna call it uncomfortable, but I'm gonna make you listen to something that you're not used to.
1: Yeah, I think I think it's a balance of both. I think Looking back, I feel like, man, that's a good. that was a good thing I did. It was courageous at the time. I mean, I didn't really know it, but I feel like it was courageous at the time. But I think it's a good balance. You just got to figure out the balance of when to do something, when not to do it, how much to do it. Like, I think I could have did both. I think I could have started with that, gave him that, gave him that intellect. I hate to keep using that pun, but <laughs> gave him gave that, and then went into the pop just to kind of like not ease him over, but kind like, 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 of yeah, balance it out and show my range and uh, diversity. Okay. So like with your project uh, Intellect
0: Volume 2 Yes Volume 2 So like what's the difference?
2: I think we should go to break
0: <laughs> You wanna go to break
2: <laughs> Yeah Cause I Because I, And I only say that because We haven't really talked about Your mindset And like what goes into your projects mm-hmm. And I know we need to play A couple songs yes, And let the people hear Some music that you've been making So I don't wanna so, over So we make- got
0: Biggie Blue future mm-hmm. Featuring you and Asa Yes Two, Asa time. two times Shout out Asa two, like, two times Like how did this
1: connection happen Man, me and That's a- an
2: interesting connection. I want to hear the song because like <laughs> Ace of Two Times and the intellect on the song sounds pretty interesting.
1: <laughs> and that's the thing. To me, it's like the best of both worlds. I feel like uh, the name kind of gives me a certain stigma where it's like I don't turn up. I don't like certain things. So I kind of want to break that mold. And uh, yeah, I met him around the Nothing uh, I Won't Do era when that song kind of first hit. And it was like a listening release party. And uh my my cousin Nayar, shout out to Nayar. They are Shout out to
2: so like, yeah,
1: Oh so. <laughs> They are creation cousins. Yeah. So he introduced me to them. So we were just talking. Makes sense. And I told him like, man, you know, I, I love this song, like, you got it, bro. Like you gotta push this. He was like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then from there, we just kept him in contact. I always showed him genuine. Again, it goes back to like genuine love. Like, really, I never saw us doing a song because our music was so different. Welcome to
0: Illinois Radio. It's the one and only Illinois Jones. right now, you're tuned into the dopest thing that hit the streets since crack, crack cocaine. cocaine. Got oh. my sister Pretty Ride in the building. What's up, and we y'all? still got intellect in the building with us, kicking it hard, stumping it hard in charge. How you doing, okay. my brother?
1: I'm doing good. I'm doing good, man. Happy to be here. Good vibes, good energy. I know, right? You ain't even drinking with us. I'm not.
0: Not yet. We going to toast after. Now we feel drunk. Nah, I don't feel drunk. I don't. I don't I'm not going <laughs> I'm to okay, say that.
2: But Jones, you're supposed to agree with me. So I can't. I, so I, I can't say, that. Like I can't say that. I can't say
0: that. I got to stay with my energy. Uh, you hear me? I can't let them know I'm off my rocker. You hear me? We got we got company. Who phone is that? Please put your phone on silent. Thank you, kindly. If anybody, <laughs> anybody. Thank you. you <laughs> <laughs> We got intellect in the building, and before we went to break, I was going to get into the concept of asking you about your project, Yes, but you know, my sister was over here, she was in her zone, hitting you with, bam, bam, she was going to work. She She was like Kobe tonight, going for 81, (laughs) and I didn't want to interrupt her, you feel me, and her flow. Right. So I wanted to ask you, because I really haven't really heard the full volume one yet, Mm -hmm. but I've heard some songs from volume one, Mm -hmm. and I can hear the maturity in both. Mm Mm-hmm. I want to know, like, what was the difference in working on each project?
1: That's a great question. Um, So for Volume 1, I think that was my first project where I said, hey, I'm going to really showcase what I can do. I felt like I was kind of limiting myself, and I wasn't really showing everything I had. So I think that was kind of like the younger mentality version of me putting out music. And I think for Volume 2, I think this is a culmination of all that combined. Because after... uh, Volume 1, Rap Superhero, I put out a project called Intellect is Power, and that was my most popular project by far. A lot of people gravitated towards that. Um, One of my biggest songs on there was Faded, and people just loved it. So I felt like, okay, I showed I can do something cohesive with Intellect is Power. Now let me follow up um, Rap Superhero Volume 1 with Volume 2 to show the growth and kind of just... Show my show my talent. That's really what Volume Two is about. And uh, rap superhero saying like, "Hey, I'm rap superhero. I can do anything, any style. Uh, I can I can rap. I can sing." I can do the hook, the chorus. I can write everything, even if it's for another singer. Like, it's really just kind of me kind of like beating my chest and saying, hey, let me be great. Let me show, show what I got.
0: You went from beating your chest to get the auto tune sound to beating your chest like I could see? do this.
1: You yeah. with me. It's coming full circle. <laughs> you feel you me? You see the vision.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, what's, like, what's the recording process for you, like, or the writing process for you creating a song? What's that process like for you?
1: So, initially, what I do is I lock in uh, with beats, like, get a batch of beats. And I just play them. And typically, I just start f- trying to find the melody. So I would either hum, sing the melody, or whatever. And I do like a voice recording on my phone. So that's like my go to. Like, I probably have like hundreds of voice recordings on my phone, just kind of like saving melodies when I first hear the beat. Cause I feel like that's when I'm most creative. Right. Like, typically, it's early in the morning, early Saturday morning. And I probably start at like 7 a.m. And I probably won't stop until like five. Like that's when I'm most creative for some strange reason. Like early in the morning, and then uh, yeah, I just go from there. I write down the melody, start with the words, and then I feel like the verses. I feel like that's kind of easy. Not not saying it's easy, but I feel like like rapping. I feel like that's kind of more I can do that like plug and play. Like, but I feel like the hooks is for me that I want to. Is that do get you done. feel like
2: that's the more difficult part of creating a song? Because I feel like song structure is very important.
1: Yeah, I, I think. Yeah, I think the hook is, to me, is, like...
2: Not necessarily difficult, but you feel like it's the time that you spend the most time on because you know how important the hook is?
1: Definitely, especially for songs that you want to be your single, songs that you want to uh, kind of stand out. Like, for Benji Blue, I had a totally different hook on that. Like, I probably redid the hook, like, three, four times because I thought, like, man, it's just too much or it sounds too much like this or, nah, it ain't what I want. Like, at first, I think I was trying to do, like... Some Playboy Cardi super high pitched voice, like something that's like, man, that ain't you. They gonna hear that and know. I was it's about not to say, I hope you it. didn't
2: see how I just rolled my eyes. Yeah, yeah I know I that would have
1: been trash. <laughs> that would have been trash. <laughs> so,
2: so, how do you know as an artist, like, when a song or when a feature or when a chorus or a hook is done?
1: Um, that is a great question. I feel like when I can listen to it, because usually when I cut a record uh, after it's mixed or anything, I drive around to it probably for like, hmm. Three weeks Two three weeks And I just listen to it Over and over And then You know sometimes That's a gift and a curse Cause I know You can That correlate. makes
2: sense though Cause it's like If I can't listen to it Over and over again Nobody will other people be- Will other people Be able to so yeah, unless you makes want sense.
1: to listen To the fix You know I want to fix it Yeah so I, want I want to fix this tweaked. I got to change this Or yeah. And then sometimes Slick what I be doing I be asking for the aux, And I'll play like Five super popular songs Then i just Throw that in there Just to see how people react Like do they move to it do they get on their phone, put their head down? You know, they, you know, like, oh, this ain't it. You know what I mean? So just little things like that. And then I have a, a certain trust, uh, my aunt. Uh, my mom like people like that my, my homies like they, they'll Hello keep it your real your
0: mom's with rocking with your music
1: my, man my mom she, she keep it a stack with me and my, my aunt for sure my aunt Cindy she really keep it a stack she'll <laughs> tell aunt me Cindy like, you
2: just said her ma- name
1: man. because I had to man they be rocking man, they, it, still, it, they be uh, still uh, to the rock aunt yeah. uh, Cindy
2: said like she tell him nah baby that day. Yeah,
0: aunt <laughs> uh, Cindy said like she still be in the club like yo that's that <laughs> <I> joint <enjoy> knocking <laughs> like yo 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 nephew send me that I need that I like how it sounded my whip
1: man <laughs> man my mom be turnt like my mom I'll be listening to like my mom and my dad like my whole like brothers sisters all them they listen to the radio and stuff so they know what they like they know kind of what's current and what's popular so they usually they compare me to that so they're like hmm, maybe that's not no that's not it that, or, man that would sound like it'd be good so
0: what song of yours did they like that you wasn't expecting them to like oh
1: that's a good one uh i would probably say faded i just felt like because my family, they're not really super big drinkers, so it's like, it's just no way this is something. I'm talking about drinking and smoking and, you know, what happens when we're faded So together. how can y'all
2: relate to this? Yeah, it's
1: like, <laughs> <is> it's something <laughs> I don't know. No, not you're y'all. not telling me. Like, I don't even want to know. But they just really like that, like, to the point where I saw my grandma and grandpa singing, like, faded family. What does that
2: feel like? Okay, so what does that feel like as a local independent artist to look around you and see your peers and your family, like, Actually vibing to your music Because it's one thing To be making music And then not be good Mm -hmm. You know Because the people around you Will low key show that too So it's another thing I feel like for you To actually be doing it And like Getting generations of people To rock with your sound So like What does that actually Feel like for you And how does that Motivate you to keep going It
1: it feels great I feel like that's The best feeling Especially when um, I have a beautiful daughter So she's also my, Mm -hmm. My litmus test So I play a song for her because she like, you know, Your litmus did, test. yeah, yes. yeah. Man, if she don't like it, then I know it's trash. That's how I know. Like if she don't like it, she don't move to it because she don't know. She just hear the beat. And if it's catchy, she'll move to it. So really just interesting. Uh, I had a song on like it Power called Go. It's like a kind of like an R&B pop type song, really up-tempo. And I knew it was the one kind of early when my grandma liked it and then my mom liked it, my little sisters liked it, and then my daughter likes it. So I'm like, okay. Maybe I have something here. Different yeah, it's it such different generations. No matter, and they can all kind of relate to it because it's about love. You want to go. You want to hold back. And, you know, it's kind of broad topics like that. So just seeing that, it's like, man, okay, I got something. If you know, if a dope. lot of generations can rock with it. And yeah, that's dope, man. I like
0: <clears throat> to for you to have a daughter. Mm-hmm. Does that make you put out watch watch what type of content you put out?
1: Man, I don't know if it makes me watch what type of content because I don't think my content was ever kind of like like so super even even obligatory. trying even trying because th- even
0: how
2: like Daisy was like oh I'm not gonna say bitch no more when I got you know when Blue Ivy was born mm-hmm. so like did it made you just be more conscious of your lyrics like exactly what you're putting out into the world because you know your daughter may abs- like she might absorb that absorb
1: that one excuse me I think that's a great question I I really feel like it it pushed me to kind of motivate me to go harder. And I don't think it really changed my content. Because like I was saying before, like, my content, I really don't have too much where it's like... Too wild. It's like, ugh, like, you yeah. cringe when you hear it, you know. I don't think it's too wild. But one thing I will say, it did motivate me and kind of change my perspective on what I was doing. It's like, okay, if this is something I want to do, I really got to do it and get my all into it and make sure I'm putting out something that I can stand on, even if it's something that, you know, I, maybe not at her young age right now she should be listening to. But when she gets older, I can explain. We can sit down and have a conversation, like it's a bunch of songs my mom would not listen to because it's too crazy or like my friend like ooh that's you said that like morning light for example like (laughs) I don't want to hear that but when they you know we can have the conversation of why I'm making it why I'm saying certain things like I'm not afraid to stand on anything I say or do so that's why I feel like because it's authentic it's my truth it's who I am and what I really believe
0: so. It's, valid. it's authentic. It's your truth. Before we get up out of here, man, you gotta let the people know like when your volume when they will be, when they can go to hit volume two, mm-hmm. when they will be able to hit volume two, Sir. and um, you know let them know what you got coming up as far as videos, shows, anything else like that, man, and where they can find you at too. If yeah. features, business, anything.
1: Okay, bet, bet, bet. Well, if you want to get in tune and hear the latest of intellect, uh, my Instagram is at intellectrfg. That's intellectrfg. Uh, my website is rfgreatness.com. Um, Intellect on Apple Music, Spotify, all that. The link is in the bio and the Instagram, so you can just tap in with me there. Uh, the Benji Blue and Morning Light official video is out right now. That's on my YouTube. Also, Intellect RFG. So, really, you can just put Intellect RFG in and you'll find everything attached to me. And uh, that's coming soon in the album. I can't get a date just yet. I'm still trying to finalize a few things, but trust, I'm going to drop one more video, possibly, for, for you guys. And uh, I got something special coming this week. So, I look forward to it. Before
0: we get up out of here, we're going to play play
1: Playing Around. Yes. Who produced that joint? Man, my God, Marco, he produced that joint. All right, what was the concept behind this joint, man? Man, Playing Around, I felt like I wanted to have fun. I okay. felt like I wanted to kind of do a little play on words. And honestly, rest in peace, Pop Smoke. I was a huge Pop Smoke fan. So, when I heard the beat, I was like, man, this kind of like Pop Smoke-esque. But I didn't want to sound like Pop Smoke. But I kind of, I just liked the... The vibe UK kind of drill that they kind of was taking like kind of take so when I heard the beat I was like man let me let me tap into this and let me see what I can create on it and let me just have fun kind of talk my shit, you know what I'm saying like kind of you know drop your I, nuts you, yeah you got to do that sometimes I feel like it's especially as a rapper this is a competitive sport and I'm very competitive so I want to show like hey don't get it twisted I know I do this like Nice stuff, but at the end of the day I can get on this and still kick yeah, like I'm I'm here. Like For
0: sure. You know what I mean? So For sure. Well look man, before we get up out of here, I wanna let everybody know my name is Illinois Jones. I appreciate everybody for tuning in. You can always find me on Instagram and on Twitter as well at Illinois Jones eighty eight. I don't like y'all that much to get y'all my Facebook and Snapchat. But if you really wanna find me, just all you have to do is just search Illinois and you'll be able to find me anywhere and everywhere. And I would say what I would normally say, but that would be rude. So I'm going to pass it on to my sister, Pretty Riot.
2: Hey, guys. um, Yeah, it's been a nice little list Saturday. If you are watching, I can't say it during breaks no more, but y'all better download that Illinois app because I'm not playing with you. You watch me on YouTube every week. You see my face on YouTube every week as I switch my hairstyles and switch my makeups, and you still ain't subscribed yet. Now tell me why.
0: Hmm.
2: You ain't put that up your, on your phone yet, now why? I don't know, but the next time I see you, it better be on your phone. In the meantime, make sure you follow me on Instagram at Pretty Riot. My Twitter is at underscore Pretty Riot. Make sure you see the riot, hear the riot, feel the riot at prettyriot.co. You can visit the website or my Instagram page, and you know I'm going to get you right. And as Jones would say, can I say it? Come on, we'll say it with you. Okay, party hard right, and party, party safe. And if you can't, can't do, do both, stay your ass, ass in the house.
0: For those that don't know who I am, I am Bico. Biko.
2: It's your girl, Pretty Riot.
0: I'm Illinois,
2: John. I just want to thank you for tuning in to Illinois Radio.
0: Every Saturday from 4 p.m. to 6 p.m. Make sure you guys go ahead and subscribe on YouTube. Search Illinois Radio. Head over to your Spotify, your Apple Podcasts, all of those streaming networks where you can stream podcasts and search Illinois Radio. We right there. Hit that subscribe button. Hit that like button. Hit that follow button and uh, stay in tune with us.
2: You have it, we own their big peas. See
1: you later, alligator. After one rocket, alligator. I'm leaving the end of and
0: that's all, folks.